Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. I'm Chris. That's Dan. And Dan, we did it. We made it to season three. Yeah. And we want to thank you guys for sticking with us through that very long startup here. Uh, from this point on, we're going to go for a two-episode-a-week schedule. Today is Friday evening. You'll be listening to this, and then you'll catch us again Monday evening for our next episode, and then back again on Friday and Monday and so on and so forth, at least for the time being, until that either proves to not work out or we switch dates or something or other. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But yes, this is the uh, this is the beginning of season three. And what episode are we reviewing, Dan? Stark Raving Dad. Now we've been watching these episodes on Disney Plus, but I had to pull out my DVDs for this one because it's not on Disney Plus. I had to do some web browsing <laughs> things. This is uh this is gonna be a very interesting episode to talk about considering not just the Disney stuff, but also the actual incorporation of Michael Jackson onto the episode. Which uh he speaks but he does not sing, and there's trivia for that. It's weird. It, it, it was a weird guest spot, but between him and Dustin Hoffman, you can thank them for the fact that nobody was able to use assumed names anymore. John J. Smith was the guest voice here, but that was 100% not John J. Smith. It was, in fact, Michael Jackson. And there is a reference to this when we get to the Itchy and Scratchy movie about the celebrities who didn't use their real names. Lisa mentions Dustin Hoffman and Michael Jackson. You could tell it was them. So this is like when Michael Jackson was like, you know what? I actually like cartoons and video games. Yeah, and he like did like the entire thing for a Sonic game, the entire soundtrack for a Sonic game. Yeah, and stuff. Hey, remember his video game on Sega? Moonwalker. Yeah, well, the the uh, arcade game is the best with the the. There is a Sega game, but the version on home consoles isn't as good. No. It's rare that the home console version works. Although, from what I understand, one of those obscure consoles, it might be the the 3DO? Maybe the 3DO? I'm trying to remember. One of them has a definitive version of Street Fighter, though. An actual arcade port. Not, like, a watered-down version. But I don't remember which one it is. But it's not a common thing. I don't think it's the Jaguar. It's one of the, it's one of those like uncommon consoles that almost nobody played. So, let's go back to September nineteenth, nineteen ninety one, for the beginning of season three. So we can talk about Michael Jackson on The Simpsons. Of course, Bart's writing on the chalkboard that he is not a dentist. And when the family falls on the couch, it begins to tip backwards. But this time, it actually puts them directly through the damn wall. Leaving the uh, the classic silhouettes, including like Marge's hair. So obviously, so Bart's sleeping in bed. It's six a.m. and Lisa decides to wake him up by attempting to suffocate him. She grabs him by the nose until he can't breathe and wakes up. He's like, "It's six a.m. 
what's what's wrong? Dad died. She goes, no. What do you know? I'm relieved. <laughs> kind of shitty, but you know. <laughs> A typical kid stuff, I think. But she's waking him up because... It's my birthday coming up. You better yes. get me something this time. Yeah, basically. She's turning eight, which means she's been seven before this. Yep. And he's like, you better get me a present. I expect this. It's like, okay. Oh, yeah, he's, he's doing, like, the whole thing. goes, yeah, when you hit those double digits, your legs start to go. Candy doesn't taste as good. He's like, sorry, this old timer tends to ramble on, you know? <laughs> that classic. Like, I mean, that's how that's how we talk, because we're both in our late 30s now, and we, bo- we both talk like we're old men and we're breaking down, but yet we're still young. I just don't feel very young. I mean, I work a manual labor job, so I got the back pain and the the knee pain and the the the, the freaking plantar fasciitis, whatever the fuck it's called, the plantar fasciitis. That thing, yeah, I got that. My yeah, right my heel, yeah. My mom's got that. So what happens when you walk around on freaking concrete warehouse floors all day? But we're getting old. So, of course, Bart... Man, humans are built awful. You can't sit a lot and you can't stand a lot. Like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? I know. You can't lay in bed either because then you get bed sores. Ugh. Terrible. What's wrong with... Our evolution sucks. We need to change this up. So, anyway, everyone's down for breakfast before everything. And it's time to get the laundry out. <laughs> but, but, but Bart tries to call that Krusty hotline. Oh, yes. <laughs> And Krusty's totally milking the hotline with laughter, so you know you gotta pay more. Yeah. Yeah. Bart, watch Maggie, and he's like, okay, and while he's doing this, she somehow gets on the ceiling fan. Yes. Yeah, but... (laughs) Thanks for calling. But yeah, um... Homer's white shirts for work have all turned pink. The whole wash turned pink, because Bart threw his lucky red hat in the whites. And Homer's like, I'm not cool enough to pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> the best is when he's walking in and he just looks so nervous and out of place. And Burns completely overreacts to the fact that he's wearing a pink shirt. Everybody's kind of like making fun of him, but Burns actually sees him as like a threat because he's a free thinker. We can't be having that. They mock him with the pink frosting on the donut, which of course, like a donut with pink frosting is amazing. Like I always seek out the donuts with pink frosting. Because they're friggin' incredible. So they they seize Homer. And they've got him in an interrogation room. We just talked about this on our uh, WrestleTalk patron show. About interrogation rooms with the one light overhead. And they bring in the expert, Dr. Marvin Monroe. And he's like, oh, there's only one good way to test a man's got sanity. Take my quiz. A take-home quiz. A 20-questionnaire. You should take... Tons of <laughs> visits and analysis, but now to the Doctor Marvin Monroe quiz. Yeah, you can do it in one afternoon. So of uh, course Homer, Homer tries to is a loser. Yeah, he doesn't want to do it, so he tries to get everyone else in the family to do it. Bart's like, "Sure, I'll do it." Yeah, Marge won't do it because she understands what it is. Lisa would have done it, but Homer won't sit through her poem. <laughs> and then, of course, oh yeah, Homer... it was like. He died. She died. The snowball died. She died. I had a My hamster. Mother said he was dead. <laughs> she lied. She lied. He's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm out. 
He's like, hey, Bart, this is just like that time I let you vote for me. Remember that absentee ballot? <laughs> so, of course, Homer's watching. Yeah, of course, Homer's watching America's Funniest Home Videos. The cat's sleeping on him. But he's cheering for the, the dog on fire to win. The baby with the nail gun, which made me laugh. And then, of course, here comes the uh, the questions. Do you hear voices? Yes, I'm hearing one right now. A quick to anger. And he rages at him. He goes, do you wet yourself? No, nobody's perfect. Bart just checks it all Everybody off. Everybody has an occasional, an occasional accident. Yeah. So, of course, they're looking over the test. So, did I pass? They're like, <laughs> no. And they seize him again. Smithers. Careful, boys. He wets his pants. So, now he's at the New Bedlam Insane Asylum going over the classic inkblot test. This is a great gag, too, because he's actually doing really well until he sees one that looks like the boy. And he oh, actually launches it. The way he screams is so funny, though. So, how do you know who's insane and who's insane? Oh, they have a simple method for that. Whoever has this stamp on their hand is insane. Then you hear the guy go, put him in with the little bl- big white guy who thinks he's the little black guy. Hi, I'm Michael Jackson from the Jacksons. I'm Homer Simpson from the Simpsons. And of course, he's naming everything. You ever heard of, ever heard of anything? You ever heard of Beat It? You beat it. And then he sings Billy Jean. And Homer's like, wow, how'd you do that thing with your feet? You mean the moonwalk? No, that thing with your feet. So he shows him how to do it, and he just can't do it. So, but he, he makes a a quick little friend. So why are you in here? I wore a pink shirt. Yeah, people thought I was nuts because I wore one one glove covered in rhinestones. I also love that he's like showing him around the insane asylum, like introducing him to people. And some of that stuff's actually really freaking funny. Like, you have, uh, like, the idiot savant where he's like, yeah, he can multiply two numbers in his head just like that. And, of course, Homer gives him, like, easy numbers. Yeah. And then this is the chief. He never says a word, never moves a muscle. Hey, chief. Hello. (laughs) Well, it's about time somebody reached out to me. So there's a lot of good gags right off the bat here. It's supposed to be like a Cuckoo's Nest reference, that guy. Yes. This is all referencing the Cuckoo's Nest, which is also the reference with the nurse. That's the only way to get out of here is to date the nurse. Yeah. Yep. He's like, I got to call my family. So, of course, Bart and Lisa are watching Itchy and Scratchy. So, it's time for an Itchy and Scratchy episode. This one is called Bang the Cat Slowly. It's Scratchy's birthday. So, Itchy gives him a gift, and it's a bomb. He ties Scratchy's tongue to it and makes him eat it. So Scratchy's head blows off. And when it comes back down, it gets impaled on the birthday hat. Which, of course, is like the paper birthday hat. But it's a cartoon, so it completely just freaking impales it. Because cartoon logic. That's how cartoons work. Did you also notice that when Homer goes to goes to call the family, who's on the speed dial? I screen I screenshotted it so I can list it. So the speed dials at the asylum are the Larry King Show, Oprah, Phil Donahue, Geraldo, and the Ski Report. The Ski Report. The best part is those aren't even that dated of references anymore. Like yeah, obviously Larry King passed away recently, but like those 
a lot of those people, while they may not be relevant anymore, are still doing stuff. <clears throat> so, of course, when Homer calls home, or no, Michael Jackson actually tries to call because Homer's too embarrassed to do it. Bart answers the phone, Joe's crematorium, you kill him, we grill him. He's like, who is this? Bart Simpson, who the hell are you? I'm Michael Jackson. Yeah, prove it. Who are your last four dates for the Grammys? And of course, he believes him. And he just, I love that when Bart passes the note off to Marge that Homer's in an insane asylum. He's like moonwalking because all he cares about is Michael Jackson. Because Michael Jackson was pretty hot at the time. What was, uh, what was the, what would have been his biggest hit around 91? Was that black and white? Ish. Oh no! Black and white. Uh, if I remember, Black and White aired on. Aired actually on. Fox right after like an episode of In Living Color. Okay, so not that, but I mean, he was he was relevant still. He was still a, a huge pop star. There's no Let's doubt see. about that. Dangerous came out in '91. That's right. He actually, but he. Uh, well, I think he makes a reference to something that either just came out or was coming out. Well, he did bad. His last album was bad. Dangerous didn't come out until November. Oh, so bad would have been the hot thing there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I always told you you guys were putting to put your father in the crazy house. No, you said poor house. I said crazy house. So Marge cries as she tries to contact the asylum. Homer's crying because he's scared. So Michael sings him a song to put him to sleep. And Homer starts dreaming of pancakes, football, boobies, pork rinds, and waffles. It's going to be a long night, Bubbles. <laughs> yeah, so the, the big reveal, of course, is that he's only a volunteer because his, his off-the-wall album only got one lousy Grammy nomination. So he volunteers to be in the asylum. But, of course, the family comes to visit. After talking to Marge, they decide he's okay, and they let him go with oh, a certificate. Oh, wait, Bart is real? <laughs> oh, yeah. There really is a Bart? Good Lord. The other references, too, like when Marge visits him and is kissing him, and there's like the there's like the Hannibal Lecter inmate, and then like the one guy who's making the kissy faces back. And then as Homer calls to let him know that Michael Jackson's going to stay with him, Joe's taxidermy, you snuff him, we stuff him. Boy, when I get out of here, I'm going to shower you with love. Because he realizes they're all listening. He's like, Michael Jackson's going to come stay with us. But don't tell a soul. And Bart's like, okay. And then he immediately calls Milhouse. Milhouse, can you keep a secret? No. Well, too bad anyway. And, of course, the news smell spreads like wildfire. Gets to Apu, who closes the Quickie Mart for the first time ever. Gets to Snake, who still has the party invitation from War of the Simpsons on the wall. It gets to basically everybody. Even the Bill and Marty are like, let's play an extra long version of Inagata DeVita. <laughs> oh, and then uh, when it gets to Krusty, he's like, Ed Begley. Wait, I got another call. Michael Jackson. So everybody is ready to go. And, and when there, Diamond Joe Quimby's there. And we're going to be, this is going to be Michael Jackson Day. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the, the, the last great visitor was the Dalai Lama, and they named the highway after him. So now that freeway is going to become the Michael Jackson Expressway instead. Yes. They're like, and of course, when he pulls up, they're like, oh, God, I, I see him. They, and, of course, Homer thinks they're there for him at first. It's great to be sane with Kent Brockman, of course, 
mocking him. Yeah, the man in the pink shirt is the father who's in a local asylum. And he reveals Michael Jackson. He's 300 pounds. He's white. He's dressed without flair. And, of course, while all this is going on, we also get the, the shot of Lisa singing happy birthday to herself with just Maggie there with the party favor. So Yeah, like, hello. So, yeah. Like, I understand being upset, but she goes total bitch mode, and it's not even, like... Bart, the whole town wants your head, and before I join them, I need to ask. It's my birthday. Do I even dare ask if you got me a present? He's like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't. And she just goes and cries. So, Michael Jackson is in the house. Homer's furiously trying to scrub the stamp off his hand. Lisa's writing this aggressive poem about how they're brother and sister in name only. And Bart's upset because, you know, it's not Michael Jackson. He's like, here's what Michael Jackson really looks like. You're not him. He's like, well, look, boy. We need to help you out your sister here. So either Michael Jackson is willing to work on you and make a song for her birthday, because that's what I used to do. Or he's, you know, so your choice. So it's like, so what happens when you start to come, when you, oh yeah, because Bart's song is great. Lisa, her teeth are big and green. Lisa, she smells like gasoline. He's like, no. Bart, what happens when you turn eight? Well, the training wheels come off your bike. That's good. The training wheels come off your bike. You start to notice, boys, you're like, hey, You just put that in because it's commercial. But yeah, they... This is actually a really cool moment here because the, the song is actually like a really cool, touching moment from an early Simpsons episode. First of all, I don't know how the hell the piano got upstairs without waking up the whole fucking house. I still don't know how they pulled that one off. And I like that Bart wakes Lisa up the exact same way she liked him up, which was a good callback. Did you also notice that Homer's sleeping with his mental certificate? Which <laughs> I got a kick out of that, too. And the song is really good. Look it up. It's uh, Lisa's birthday song that Michael Jackson and Bart performed together. And uh, did you notice he also got to sneak in the boy line anyway about having your first kiss from a boy? Yeah. He still pulled that off. And Lisa is so touched. It's the best present ever. She gives Bart a big hug. And then Michael Jackson turns around and goes, well, my work here is done. What happened to your voice? Yeah, this is my real voice. My name is Leon Kompowski, and I'm a bricklayer from Patterson, from New, Patterson Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> that always popped me. It's like, nobody ever noticed me. And then one day I started talking like this. Everybody wanted a piece of me. I brought a little bit of happiness to the world. And he... Departs the house with Lisa telling him that he's a credit to dementia. But I love I love the, the last joke, too. He goes, who here is really crazy? And Homer's like, not me. I got this. And shows his certificate. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's Stark Raving Dad. Great episode. Such a good episode. Very, very classic episode. Not on Disney+. Plus, But I've got trivia, Dan, about Stark Raving Dad. Yeah. Let's see if that Disney Plus trivia comes in. So, Michael Jackson performed the speaking voice of Leon Kompowski under the pseudonym John J. Smith. While he was able to lend his voice to the speaking parts, the record company would not allow him to sing. So, they, brought in, Kip, they brought in Kip Lennon, 
founding member of the folk band Venice to do the singing parts. And Lennon has also contributed to other episodes of The Simpsons. So imagine that. You've got Michael Jackson, but you didn't even get Michael Jackson for what you should have had Michael Jackson for. That's the best part. At the end, the voice of Leon himself is Hank Azaria. It's Hank Azaria, yeah. As you guys know, Michael Jackson actually called Matt Groening and requested to voice the character on the show. He was a big fan of Bart and promised to write a number one song for him. And Do the Bartman reached number one in many countries in Europe. Because that's always where a lot of these American hits peaked if they didn't make it here. We should do a watch along of the Do the Bartman music video. Just because it's so... But he didn't get any credit for it because... Any credit. His record contract. Yep. In the original script... Homer actually took Barney to rehab and ends up becoming committed. But then James L. Brooks was like, what if Homer becomes committed because he wore a pink shirt? And that's so much funnier. So much funnier. Uh, To honor Michael Jackson, who died on June 25th, 2009, Fox aired this episode on July 5th, two days before his memorial service. That was very nice. (laughs) the uh, original reference Bart was going to say when Michael Jackson answers the phone he's like yeah is Elvis with you was originally going to be Prince but Jackson actually requested Elvis (laughs) yeah he could be it's a big hospital second time major celebrity guested on the series first was Dustin Hoffman And following Jackson's use of a pseudonym, the producers no longer allowed celebrities to use fake names and must use their real names. So two of them got away with it. Speaking of people using fake names, you know, David Letterman voiced Beavis and Butthead's dad in the Beavis and Butthead movie, but used a fake name for it. It was like Earl something. But it was totally David Letterman because he was such a huge fan of Beavis and Butthead. Just, I don't I don't get that. Just own up. I mean, I guess that's because back then adult cartoons really weren't the thing. But then with The Simpsons and Beavis and Butt and everything, adult cartoons became the thing. And now everybody wants a piece of them. I mean, look how many guest stars Rick and Morty's have on in four seasons. So. So the episode originally was supposed to end with Kompowski singing a portion of Man in the Mirror in his Michael Jackson voice. But they changed it to him just doing the Happy Birthday Lisa. Uh, The original airing had an introduction, which was a dig at President George Bush's comments, which, of course, his infamous quote was that American families should be more like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons. So the family was going to be sitting in front of the TV watching Bush's speech with Bart Firesbacks. Hey, we're just like the Waltons. We're praying for an end to the Depression, too. But they no longer have that. There was going to be a sequel episode where Leon Kompaski would be voiced by Prince because that was Michael Jackson's musical rival. But Prince disliked the script, so they never did it. The guy who never let Weird Al parody one of his songs. I guess Prince just never had a sense of humor. So, I don't know. Is what it is. Uh, Michael Jackson did not want to commit to the script until a read-through of the script 
or did not commit to the episode till a read-through of the script was done. So the read was held at Jackson's manager Sandy Gollin's house. Dan Castellaneta was 30 minutes late, and Gene recalls that no one said a word. We just sat there waiting. Yeah, following the read, Jackson stipulated his conditions, that he would record his speaking parts but not receive credit, and his singing voice would be done by a sound-alike. So, there you go. And the DVD audio commentary, Mike Reese said that Michael Jackson was not a terrific actor, but he did find was very nice and a great sport. So that's good to know. And that's pretty much all the trivia I, I think I really need to uh, to read on this one. I don't think there's any more absolute notable stuff other than, of course, the Chief being based on Walt Sampson's character from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which we mentioned. Oh, and apparently Sideshow Bob's in the crowd when Michael Jackson arrives. I did not notice that, but... All right, there you go. Good episode, huh? Yeah, it is, actually. It's that's, very good. That's the thing. It's such a great episode, but it's not on Disney+, Plus because ever since that Finding Neverland documentary, they removed it because of all the allegations and everything. They didn't want to be associated with that episode. Now, I'm fine with that if that's how they want to do it, but what I'm not fine with is that they actually label Season 3, Episode 1 as Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington, which we're going to review next week. I shouldn't say next week anymore. We're going to review that this upcoming Monday. Uh, probably drop that around 7 p.m. is what I'm going to eye for a good uh, a good drop time there. Monday at 7 p.m. But yeah, that's the thing. Like that That always actually really annoyed me is that they're doing it like that. No, don't do it like that. Damn it. Do it the right way. Please do it the right way. And just, just label it Season 3, Episode 2. I'm hoping it's, like, a filing issue, and, like, if they didn't say it was episode one, then, like, it wouldn't work. The system wouldn't work, and the whole season would be gone. Would not well, be it was to... originally listed as episode two, so I, I, you might be right about that, yeah. All right, so Stupid Sexy Podcast is moving to a brand new two-night a week. Or, uh, yeah, two nights a week, you'll get new episodes. So this Monday, we're going to review Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington. I will warn you guys now, this is a politically charged episode, so there will be political opinions present. You've been warned now. Check out the other great stuff, including The Nerd Table, every Monday at 7 a.m. Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks on alternating weeks every Sunday night. Motivational Moves on the first Monday of every month. J-Bunny's Music Hub. That's not on a set schedule just yet, but we're looking to get that on a Wednesday night schedule. The Bored to Death binge cast, that pretty much just drops when the Bored to Death clan's able to get together. So no set schedule there. The Race Nerd podcast, kind of the same thing. Matt kind of records those when he can. But then if you want new By the Numbers and the A Show, those are Mondays at 9 a.m. And the Nerd Table will likely be moving to Sunday mornings very soon, so Matt can have... Monday mornings all to himself. So you can get Matt's shows Monday morning and then another stupid sexy podcast. This Monday at 7 p.m., Mr. Lisa goes to Washington. That's going to wrap up this week's episode, this Friday's episode. I will get used to that at some point. Uh, probably never. But this is going to help us move along and get stuff done way quicker because instead of taking 24 weeks to review a season, we'll only take 12 
which will be a lot easier. We'll be able to get by actually by the end of the year, we'll actually be able to get through seasons three, four and five at this pace. So we'll get all the good quality stuff this year. 2021 will be our year. Any final thoughts, Dan? Daniel, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Lisa. <laughs> I love how he just does it in his regular voice at the end. That's the best part. He doesn't even try to do the Michael Jackson voice anymore. So Michael Jackson voiced a guy who was doing an impersonation of Michael Jackson. That's the that's the hook right there. Of course, Homer's never heard of Michael Jackson, but Bart has. But, you know, it is what it is. Well... That's going to do it. We'll see you Monday for another Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs>